So usually when I say silence, that includes like mouse clicking, but and not typing on the keyboard. But whatever, whatever. Here we go. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host Stephen and co-host Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode. Dang, what episode are we on? I don't even have it written 97. down. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Holy cow! Episode ninety-seven of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. I think there are very few anthem-running podcasts on the internet um, currently, but we are them. We are those that have been here from the beginning, and we will continue to be here to the end, depending on how soon that is. Um, but I'm sure it's not that soon. So, I mean, we're going to be here for a long time. Stephen, you must be like doped up on medicine or something. Right? I, I actually is, am. Man. Don't so, take anything that Steve says tonight like too seriously. You, you shouldn't. Little... You shouldn't ever do that. I mean, we we constantly tell JD not to take us seriously. So I would extend that to the people that actually listen to the show. Sometimes we're just off the wall. Sometimes we're medicated, heavily medicated. I should be in bed. Heavily but, medicated. But here we go. Hey, Phaedrian, uh, Jay, and uh, Tiff are in the chat hanging out with us today for episode 97. It is the 1st of August. So for all you parents out there who have kids that are going to school, the the end is near for the long, the long summers with kids home. So <laughs> that is coming close. Teachers will be going back to school. Um, and hey, it's episode 97. JD could not be with us today. I'm here with Mike and Devin. JD had a family emergency that he is attending to. So we are sending thoughts, prayers, thoughts, anything Wish that you have best, his way. Of course. Wish him and his family the best and hope you guys also do the same. Um, real quick, episode 97, there has not been a lot of information to come out the last week. We do have a couple talking points we want to talk about. We're going to talk about some ranger statues that have been seen in the wild. We're going to talk about some data leaks. We're going to talk about, um, a couple other things. We have a listener call from Phaedron that we're going to, um, play for us and we'll answer Phaedron's questions. He's hanging out with us. So, but at the top of the show. I would like to say, hey, if you want to leave us a voice message, if you want to call in, you can do that at 505-386-7917. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show because um, we have that technology working now, finally, after a bunch of troubleshooting and doing all kinds of other fun stuff. But also, kind of a fun announcement, we are actually going to be starting a podcast network, so... The Freelancer Codex isn't the only show that the three of us have talked about doing in the past. We always have a bunch of ideas of things we would like to do, different content we want to explore. And in order to do that in an easy way, we figured we should just create a network, bring all of our podcasts into that network, and then you know provide an easy place for our listeners, new listeners, people to come and find that content. So we are, we are starting a new network. We're calling it the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Um, that name is significant because of Devin. Um, so we were playing games one time, and so, I, and maybe I shouldn't tell people this. I'll tell people this. So we actually created a podcast like three years ago. Was it? Has it been three years since we did that? It's been a long time. It's been longer than three. It's that was like Destiny One time. Days. 
Right? So so it yeah. was Destiny One Days. It was a long time ago. So and this was I mean it was really bad. So I'm not going to tell people where they can go and find it because it's awful. I actually listened to one of the episodes today <laughs> just to kind of like go back in my wayback machine, but just to give you kind of an idea. So there were six of us. Um, on Xbox mics, I was somehow piping in all of our recordings onto a computer, probably through Xbox live chat or something, and I was recording it that way. So none of our mics sounded good. It sounded awful. I think four of us were playing Destiny at the time we were doing the recording, so there was a good majority of us that were actually distracted while we, while we were doing this, so that was bad. So during one of these recordings, or maybe we weren't recording, I don't know, I'm heavily medicated. No, it, so. it was just, we were just doing a raid. Yeah, so we were doing a raid in Destiny, and uh, one of the, Justin Page, one of the friends of the show, I guess you could call him friend of the show, I don't know, he doesn't listen anymore, jerk, Justin, if you hear this, you're a punk, maybe you should get off your phone and come hang out with him a while. Um, Steve, you're kind of... This is the show tonight, Mike, yeah, this is the show tonight, sorry, I'm going to try to focus in. So, long story short, Devin said shut up and respawn, and that's why we're naming it that. So... Um, I will let Devin kind of explain There's the so first. There's so much more to that story. There yeah, is, but Steve's, Mike told Steve's me a rough go Mike told me to refocus and just get to the point, so I got straight to the point. That's how we do here. I did. So, Devin, um, you want to explain kind of our first show, what our plan is, and this is kind of just like a teaser. Yep. We'll we'll announce everything. We'll send out websites, e- emails that you can send suggestions into. But Devin, give us a rundown. Are you going to give him the name or no? Hold you can give him, you can give him the name. I mean. We can call it whatever we want. So that's true. We can call it whatever we want. Uh, yeah. So uh, well, the one that you'll be hearing, if you tune in to listen to it, we're we're calling it subs, right? So the the basic gist of this podcast is we talk about everything sub- subscription. You know, there's lots of stuff in our life that entertainment and everything we get through subscription service, whether that's Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Audible, Xbox Live, you know, Game Pass, PlayStation Now. Uh, Audible, you know, all these things are all in subscriptions. And so there's a lot to talk about. And and we subscribe to a lot of different uh, entertainment services. There's going to be new ones coming out, you know, like Disney Plus and and all that kind of stuff with a lot of great content that's coming out. So we wanted to have a place where we could really talk about that because we enjoy talking about that. So uh, this first podcast that we're the additional one that we're going to bring out on our network is going to be subs. And it's going to be on uh, there's going to be two two episodes a month to start off with. And we're going to focus one on kind of what we call entertainment. And then the other one's going to be on gaming and uh, entertainment covers movies, TVs, books, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then obviously the gaming is just specifically about video games. And uh, we're kind of giving it space because we want uh, people that listen to be able to kind of cruise along with us, you know, if we're playing a game or we're watching a show. Uh, so people have a couple weeks to, you know, enjoy that content for themselves and then kind of talk to us about it and, and go through that journey with us. So and go, that's kind of the gist. Yeah. And I think it'll be a lot of fun getting a lot of feedback, you know, maybe do some watch along episodes some play alongs and, and kind of go through and maybe even have challenges, challenges with listeners, high scores who beat this at what time. And, you know, just kind of have a lot of fun with it and have more interactivity with the people that are are listening. So that's, this is how to talk. Okay. So, yeah, we're really excited about that. So, we'll get all that information out to everyone. We'll have a Discord. So, we'll do all that fun stuff. Announcements here to come. Perfect. All right. Diving into Anthem stuff. I almost said Destiny. We've been talking about Destiny before the show because Devin's playing Destiny and we were talking about Destiny in the intro. So, I feel like I'm just playing Destiny again. <laughs> but I'm not. So, 
I finally completed Legendary Freelancer and Anthem. Um, I used Alaska Grizz. Alaska's in the chat also. Hey, Alaska. Used his trick in order to farm all the data pads, which I kind of felt bad about. But then I got over that super fast, and I didn't feel bad at all. (laughs) So quick pro tip for everyone that is trying to complete this. If you um, spawn in free play right at Fort Tarsus, Go under the fort where the the tomb is. I forget whose tomb it is. I think it's Artinia's tomb that is actually underneath the... Or is Yavinia's? I don't remember. So there's a tomb of one of the legionnaires underneath there. And there are data pads that will spawn on either side of that door. If you go collect those data pads, fly into the tomb, fly back out, those data pads will be back. So you can continuously farm them. I was able to farm 15 at a time before they would disappear. I left quick play, came back in... And they were back. Sometimes they wouldn't be there, but if you load up enough times, they'll be there. So I did that. And got that all would the data show pads. up for all all the different factions. It showed up for all the different factions. Well, I, I completed the scar in the Dominion before I started doing the uh, the farming route, so it's possible that those aren't there. But I'm pretty sure they are because Sentinel, Arc, the Arcanist, and the there's one more that I did under there that I don't remember. I think it might have been the. Sentinel, Arcanist, and I forget what the third one was, but I completed three of them just by doing that farming route underneath. So go do that. Makes it super easy. Save yourself a ton of time flying around and just looking for things because really it it's, it eats up a ton of time trying to find these things. And that's time you could spend doing strongholds to actually get reputation in order to get Champion of Tarsus. Also, in order to get the last of the runes and the last of the writings, I loaded up a a new a new slot because you have three slots you can save your your freelancers into. Loaded up the second one. I just bit my tongue. I took about an hour to get through the um, the tutorial and the other missions that you need in order to be able to see the runes because you have to do Matthias's first mission in order to see the runes. So that took about an hour. Jump into free play. Go collect those super fast. There are tons of writings like right at the beginning of Fort Tarsus. Even underneath by the tomb, there's like six of them in there because the mayor threw out a bunch of them that a bunch of kids wrote to him. So they're all underneath there, underneath the fort. So got that done. And now I'm a champ. I'm a legendary freelancer, which got me a decal that I'll probably never put on because I don't think it looks very good. 2,000 coin and bragging rights because I'm the only legendary freelancer on the codex. Um, and probably only the 2% of people on Xbox that have actually completed this challenge. Is it bragging if the other people don't really care? Hey, Devin, or... I am a legendary freelancer. Are you? In my heart, I am, yes. Well, I'm glad it counts somewhere, <laughs> so it counts in your heart. So those are good ways to go ahead and do that stuff. So go do it. I hope you all Have understood fun. that. Steven's explanation was great, obviously. But if you didn't catch it, go ahead and slow us down to like, you know, two and a half speed. He talks at two times speed. <laughs> he does. And when he's sick, it's worse. So if you do need to go ahead and replay that, go ahead and do that. Um, do it was it was great though, Steve. Everybody understood. Do people listen to the show on normal speed? I assume that everyone listens to podcasts on two times speed. That's just you. You're the only person that does that. Um, I'm going to disagree. I bet everybody does that. So, Mike, Chat, what have you been doing in Anthem? When you listen to when you listen to podcasts, are they at normal speed or do you up the speed? Let us know in the chat. I'd go to three times speed, but some people, yeah. So, Mike, what did you do in Anthem this last week? <laughs> So in Anthem this past week, um, I have no longer been playing the PTS. Oh, moment of silence for the PTS. It was fun, but it's gone now. Um, so I've just been working on um, trying to get legendaries, trying to build my javelin up, 
um, doing some legendary missions, running some free play, um, doing some of the uh, crystal, um, as much of the crystal stuff as we could, doing the dailies that get you know that gave you gave you coin and all the decals, which are you know at least something, um, which I actually really enjoy that that part of it now, being able to to jump in, do a specific thing, get an instant reward. You know, to, that'll change up the look of my javelin. Plus, it'll give me some coin to work with to, in case I want to buy some new stuff. So, wow. I really, I, I really enjoyed that part. Um, and then just, you know, just playing, um, trying to connect with people and and play with them and help them do their things, whatever they want to do, and just having fun with them when I do get on and play. Right on, Devin. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? So not too much. But I did do some free play, and it, was, it wasn't too bad. It was a little frustrating. Uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit before, trying to complete um, the, the new objectives that are, or challenges that are in there. So they kind of bugged out um, today when I was playing. Uh, I had completed the daily, you know, for like 20 crystals or whatever. It comes with a decal and uh, some coin. And it was... Two away from completing the challenge, I needed uh, of the 60 uh, crystal enemies. I got 58, completed two more uh, world events uh, by myself with the crystals, killed everyone, and uh, it didn't count anything. <laughs> so after that, I said, ah, screw you. I'm closing. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it was, it's a lot of fun when I'm playing. It's just, you know, I, I was playing the PTS a lot, and but they closed the PTS, and so... Um, playing the regular game right now is almost, I wouldn't say a waste of time, but that's it. It's a step backwards. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a step step backwards. backwards, And you're missing out on stuff, but. I mean, I just know of a a lot of the stuff that's going to be there because of the stuff that was in the PTS. And and so it's it's tough going back and playing it. And you're like, oh, man, you know, this would be so much better with this, you know, gear piece or, you know, this melee attachment or, you know. And if it was actually counting towards these things that I know that, you know, the new economies and those kind of things that were in the PTS and, um, you know, I think that's definitely a good sign that, that that's how we feel having to go back, meaning the PTS, you know, has some good stuff in it. Um, it really makes the game different. It makes it new, makes it fresh. Um, so, so I, hopefully it has staying power because I know that, that most of the time that's our, one of our biggest complaints, we get something new and fun and cool. And then we're looking to, okay, what's next? We've, we've burned through all this content. Now what's next? So hopefully it has some staying power. I, I think it does, um, uh, but, but that's yet to, but that's to be determined. What are you I, laughing at? You I think the pro- he was so like, dope, dope, measure. I think the problem is. <laughs> we've lost Steve. Devin, it's up to you and I. Oh, great. Yeah, that'll be great. But he's just like. <laughs> I am, I'm actively listening to your comments, so. So I think active listening. <laughs> I'm an active listener, yes. So I think the problem is they left the PTS open for 55 days, right? We never would have like thought that it would be open for that long. Um, I mean, originally they were like we'll be open for a little bit, then we'll close it and be open again. But then they're like, yeah. now we're just going to leave it open the whole time. Yeah, and and that really yeah. makes it to where like, okay, I guess this has been kind of a permanent fixture for all of us. Yeah. It's just going to be there, and then when it's gone. 
it's like, oh, I guess you kind of took something away from us. I mean, they really didn't. I mean, the PTS, hopefully it served its purpose. Hopefully they got enough feedback. They got enough data from the people that were playing that they can make changes that will make the experience better for everyone when it releases on console. I, I, I really thought in my heart of hearts, in my doped up heart right now, that we would have started the cataclysm at the end of what's the month before August, um, July. July. Yeah. So I really thought that we were going to be in those two week periods right now. And I'm disappointed that we're not because this, the farther and farther we go, the, you know, we're, we're getting into big time game release timeframes, the longer that we wait. And it makes me sad because if it did release like the, the last, the tail end of July, we kind of would have had a nice area of, hey, this is the Cataclysm, and then bam, all those games release, and you can go play those, right? But now it's getting to right. the point where a lot of people is like, okay, I could be in the Cataclysm, or you know, I could go check out all these new games that are releasing. I know Destiny 2 has been pushed back till October, so that gives Anthem a little bit more breathing room, but I mean, there's still a ton of games but, that mean, are going to be released. Not much, though, with, with Borderlands 3 coming out, you know, September 13th, that's a lot of people are looking forward to playing that. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of games to play, and it's it's gonna be hard, you know, to put in all the time, or for a lot of the people that have haven't been playing Anthem, be like, oh, there's some new content, let me check that out, or there's brand new games that I've been looking forward to. Which what am I gonna do? You know, so that's that's I I think they're I mean they're in a tough spot. I'm sure they wanted to get out, uh, in that same time frame that you were talking about. Uh, obviously they had some issues with something or, you know, all of our great feedback from the PTS made them uh, put extra features in or something. It was so good feedback. Overhaul change stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The feedback was so good. They're like, Oh man, we gotta, we gotta hold this back and include all this feedback from all of our, from all the players. So, which could be great. I'm okay with that. If they're like, Hey, we need to put this in. There's one thing in currently right now that if you open a war chest, you have a chance to get, you know, something for all the other javelins. We beat this to death last time. Hopefully they listened because if this thing is, if it's still in the game that you can get items for all the other javelins, like to me, that just puts like the biggest, it's the biggest gut punch. It it makes it a waste of time and a waste of your effort. And I know they want to, but not only that, Devin, I think it communicates, I think it communicates to the community that, you know, we, we heard what you said, but this is what oh, we're going to well, do. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, that, it's, that I mean they are making the game, right? I mean, they're making the game. They have design decisions and they have direction that they're trying to take things. And we don't know what else is coming down the pipeline and all these other things. But at the same time, I mean, either tell us why or, you know, communicate to us the reason why this feature is this way. Yeah. Or just have to deal with the backlash from the feature that frustrates pretty much everybody that we've talked to that plays yeah. But we won't give them that feedback. We're an echo chamber of positivity. So one cool thing that <laughs> I found on Reddit. So someone posted a Ranger Javelin statue. And I put this up on Mixer for people that are watching on Mixer. It is a one sixth. Well, I don't. I don't know how to do it on YouTube, so you're gonna have to do it. So it is a one <laughs> sixth sixth. I can say that word. I can. It's a one sixth. I can't say it. Scale no, uh, statue of a ranger. It's a Sith. It's a Sith Lord. This ranger is a Sith. I thought it was one sixteenth. It's probably no. It's one sixth. A sixth is no. It's one sixth. It's one sixth. 
one sixth. Man, I can't. Mike, just okay. Just go with me, guys. One slash six. Just okay. So this. I believe it is from a trade show in Japan. There was not a lot of information on the Reddit when I pulled it off of there. I know there are a couple companies that produce statues this size. They do a lot of the Marvel stuff. They do a lot of the DC stuff. I think they're called... Ah, uh, shoot. Sorry, guys. Um, brain. Show side, show, side show, side show statues. They produce these really high quality looking statues of all these characters. They range from like $250 some of them on that website are a thousand dollars. Like I, if if this Ranger is on sale for like two fifty, like buying it day one, because I think this thing looks amazing. I mean, it is an <laughs> awesome looking Ranger. That hey, you know what? That's going on the bookshelf. Put it behind glass. Because I mean, I mean, I guess I could have bought that, but instead I bought all the stuff from the store. Yeah, I guess I guess there's that, <laughs> and you can't really put that stuff on the floor. On the I can't put on that your, on the shelf. No, you can't put that on your shelf. <laughs> But, I mean, these are the kind of things, like, if they made just, like, you know, even if they made action figure replicas of these things, I mean, they would sell so well because the javelins are the coolest part of the game. Like, the javelins are cool. And it's especially cool because these things are modular. I mean, there's a base javelin underneath each armor suit. So, you could just put out a ranger, sell all the extra bits for it. See, I'm trying to make EA money for some reason. Why am I trying to make them money? I don't know. Probably just because I want to buy this stuff. And then you just sell the armor pack separately. It's almost like you would have a store to where people could buy the armor that they wanted instead of waiting for a random rotation. What? Now, that's crazy talk. Come that on, crazy talk. I just blew my you own mind. You just have to hope and that's... pray the armor you want comes around once every four we months. We apologize for Steven. He is heavily medicated. You don't have to apologize for me. Like, I mean, I've got to feel better. Right. So, like, I mean, I this apologize for you all the time. Ranger looks super dope. Is there like a price point that, like, if this hits like four hundred dollars, you guys are like, all right, I'm out. I can't buy that. What? Your... I wouldn't even yeah. buy it at two fifty. Seriously, you wouldn't. <clears throat> I mean, it's cool. I just, you know, have other things to spend my money on. I guess. Oh, I like know. what, I mean, Devin? It's it's cool. <laughs> Food it's for really my kids. Cool. I think two fifty is pretty expensive. Um, if if I knew that it was that it was interchangeable and I could put different stuff on it, maybe knowing that. But if it were just a standalone, I'm thinking one twenty five to one seventy five, maybe. This this thing is definitely it standalone. Is it, is it metal? Is it plastic? What's it made out of? Because that'll that'll play an important part as well i am guessing they are i don't know if they're vinyl side show collectibles what do they make their stuff out of let's see pop culture is our culture side show collectible lord of the rings disney predator gi i don't know what gi predator. is let's see what's going on there i will find out you guys keep talking yeah, and i will find we'll, out we'll just we'll just listen to you as you search i'll just i'll just read the internet while you guys are waiting for me how about that <laughs> Um, yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay. Um, so Steve will find that out for us and then we're going to go ahead and move on. Because I will. We actually so have much a, more to talk about. We actually have a call <laughs> from Phaedron that I'm going to play here. Hopefully this works and we'll get to hear Phaedron super tired. Like you can tell this guy's been up all night with a kid. He probably <laughs> recorded this in the middle of the night. So, oh yeah. So it says his questions after 11 o'clock. So let's. What's up fellow freelancers. It's your fellow freelancer, Phaedron. See, it sounds like Phaedron's heavily medicated, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Alliteration. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what's up, guys? 
Uh, I don't think anyone's ever left a message, or if they have, I don't think I've heard uh, Freelancer Codex guys play that. So I'm calling in because I'm excited for episode 100, and uh, I just wanted to give you guys a good shout-out to all the hard work you've been doing. I love listening to the podcast, uh, and I love playing the game. I'm one of the few people, maybe the... I don't know if it's a silent majority or the silent minority, but whoever still plays Anthem, I still love the game, and I still just love the potential that the game has. And uh, I thought I'd call in and ask you guys a question. So my question is, um, after the cataclysm, I know that there's been stuff that have been rumored to come, but if you had to pick one thing for the developers to work on, if you could tell them, hey, I want you to work on this one thing, what would you do? Um, so I want, I want, uh, Steven, Mike, Devin, and JD to list off just one thing, uh, you would tell the developers to work on if you had the power. Um, I will give you an example. Mine would be for, um, events, strongholds, and missions to be accessible from free play. Get that to work. Give me the promise of a truly open world anthem where I can just jump off of the ha- the walls of Fort Tarsus and go play the game. Um, I just think that'd be so cool. I think that'd be awesome if they could reach that. So anyway, uh, keep keep on making great content. I love listening to you guys. And uh, anyway, yeah, I look forward to hearing your answers. I don't know if this will work, but we'll see. <laughs> Turns out, Phaedron, it works perfectly. All right, so but it is always up in the air on whether or not it'll work. So it's true, it worked. That hey. concern was not unfounded. Fair enough. We appreciate fair enough. you, Phaedron. Get some sleep, buddy. Poor guy. Um, and don't do drugs, Phaedron. And don't do. Good job, Steve. Way to throw that in there. So, so I remember talking about that same thing when we played Destiny. Do you remember that, Devin? We yeah. talked about being able to access all of the events through just the open world map. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was cool then, and I seriously think it would be cool now. I, I, I'm not a gamer. I'm not a gamer. I'm not a game programmer. <laughs> so I, so I, I don't um, even play I don't games. If it's possible, but if it is possible, yeah, do that. That'd be awesome. No more menus. I think we've been talking about that for way back when. Just, just no menus. Let us, let us go. I know that there has to be menus. I know that that's. I mean, you have to load in all this stuff. So I get that part of it, but. But that would be fun. That would be super cool. So yeah, Devin, what do you got? Um, shoot, man, that's that's a tricky question. What do I want? I have to. There's just one thing. Oh man, that's there's a lot of things I want them to do better. Got to pick um, one, man. If I could pick one, mm, shoot. I guess. I mean, really, they're all saying in loot, you know. Uh, <laughs> we've got some loot in the uh, comments here, but yeah, I mean, I would love an actual stat sheet to make actual builds, you know, but that involves a, a lot, you know, in the system. You know, I would love, you know, a system similar to Diablo 3. Um, there's just so many things that are attainable in there that's just more than one thing, you know, as you go up and you have your ancient legendaries, your regular legendaries, and um, you have all these things that you continue to push and um, push your 
gear level and those kind of things, but that requires a whole new loot system, you know. So if I have to choose, I'm going to say um, a stat sheet because it includes everything else I just asked for. So. <laughs> okay. Nice. All nice. these things I want in there. Okay. I was actually <laughs> thinking about this. What? Say that again. Go ahead. Did Go you ahead. have say one? It. I do have one. I've been thinking about this for a while um, today. So one of the things I was thinking about, <laughs> um, because actually I had access to this, an- to this question, so I've been thinking about it. There is... I, I would I would have them build something pretty simple because I say it's simple. It'll, it would only take them three weeks to program this. All right, here's what it is: in the game, we come across a merchant in Fort Tarsus. Him and his brother are stopping by. They came in a boat. His his brother, well, I freak, I can't remember the names of the characters because it's been so long ago. I think there you only interacted with them for maybe three different. Um, story beats, and I can't find the name of the character in IMDb. So who, who were they? So they were the, the two guys. It was more than three, but you you only met him down in the uh, bar. Down. Yeah. So talk to him. So the brother was looking oh, for his younger brother because his younger brother wanted to stay in Fort Tarsus and go off, and the older brother wanted there was like a family business of being merchants and sailing the seas in Bastion, um, you know, selling stuff, and he wanted him to come along. The little brother wanted to stay, and you got to choose like, hey, you tried to convince him to let the younger brother go on their way, or you had to, or you convinced him that hey, you got to take your brother because that's what family does; they stick together and they, you know never let you grow more than what you want. So so th- those were the options of the storylines. And I can't remember what those characters' names were, unfortunately. And it's not listed in I IMDb. Exactly you're talking about. There's just a lot of the people in IMDb yeah, are listed as additional voices. So anyway, there is a boat. The javelins are actually tethered to the boat so that the if there is trouble, the javelins do not fly away. So you're kind of tethered to this boat as you're traveling across the sea. So I would set up a horde mode on this boat out in the middle of the ocean, so you don't have to do a lot of creating um, a play area. It's like, here's a boat, here's water, here's space. And you could have a bunch of creatures coming from the ocean come to attack the boat, and you have to defend it. So you just have to defend it through waves, right? So defend it through waves, defend it through enemies coming across, other boats that you can board. Maybe you have to defend you know, some gun emplacements on the boat, on the boat itself. But you just make your your horde mode out there in the ocean super easy to do because i've i've programmed so many things so this is super easy um (laughs) and it would just be another mode another way to play the game instead of going out into free play or going out into strongholds um and there's a lore reason for it also because you know hey you're tethered to this boat you can't just fly off into the ocean you can't just fly off into wherever um because you're tied to it i don't know how you'd actually tie down a javelin you think with all the weapons and stuff and abilities you have you'd just be able to break a chain but i don't know how exactly that works but that that is what i would do i would want them to create a new mode that includes a stat sheet includes the ability to go from other uh um into other content like mike said and you don't have more loot so you get the best of both worlds by doing this one thing so it's that easy three weeks huh um alaska, alaska says it only takes two weeks max yeah so. if alaska nice. says two weeks then nice. two weeks. Been milking it all the time right nice trying to get all the hours yeah so i mean that that's kind of what i was thinking about just we will we want new stuff i don't care what form it comes Simple in things. 
It's it's super simple stuff. We just want the yeah. game to reach its full potential. And I really want to explore like those characters and what it means to be a merchant on the high seas when, you know, if you're walking around on I'm going to sneeze so you guys are going to have to keep going. Um so it's, <laughs> a merchant on the high seas, huh? The high seas. It sounds like a pirate. So actually, I mean, that is a cool idea and neat and stuff cuz Steve's all about the story and stuff. Well, I think I a like general a horde mode would work perfectly fine in Anthem. It would be great with just yeah. enemies, you know, spawning in and you know, opening portals and coming in. And yeah, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't have it. So. Yeah. So. Um. So I would like to see. I would like to see, and they've done it in the PTS. Is weapons now have more personality, and I want to see more of that. I want to see more weapons and gear and armor having more personality. And having just more of that stuff to to um, customize your look and your javelin and your feel. Um, that's what I would. That's what I would want. I would want that that team to, to to. I mean, keep doing what they're doing, but also to to turn out more. Even if it but looks do silly, it faster. Like, turn it out. Well, yeah. I mean, just throw it out there. I mean, somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I because I get bugged that I can't find a helmet for my ranger that I like. Speaking of helmets for your Ranger that you like, so Anthem Archives have been doing some data mining on the recent pa- recent patch that dropped. The Sorry. recent. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling <laughs> here, guys, but we're going we're gonna to finish this out for you guys. Um, they data mined a couple of new armor suits. The Colossus has two new um, armor packs that are coming out. The Colossus is kind of interesting that all the armor packs for the Colossus, all the faceplate is just one big giant faceplate. And I kind of want them to move away from just doing the one big giant faceplate for the Colossus because it seems super one note when you can do some pretty crazy stuff. Like, I don't know, add a giant skull for the Colossus. I think the reason they do that is because you can put the decals on there a lot easier for UV mapping them and everything. So it looks a lot better because you can have a big image right there. Yeah. Versus when it's all broken up. You know, I mean, a lot of times on our helmets, you know, for the Ranger Interceptor. And what do you play? Oh yeah, Storm. Uh, <laughs> there is another. The, I mean, they're they're like you can't put really a lot on those helmets because they're not very big, yeah. and there's all the different little parts. And so with the Colossus, they can do you know that one huge piece because then they can put a lot more interesting things right there. I mean, the I next. Wonder th- it, I wonder if there's other reasons why why that Colossus needs to be. Just like a big plate too, maybe you know. Well, maybe it's supposed to be ghetto, right? Thing. I mean, well, well, yeah, but I wonder if there's if there's like a, a technical reason why you know, like, like I don't think there might be, but there's nothing in the lore maybe, maybe that talks just about a limitation. it. Limitation, maybe but, there's some kind of limitation that, that, that it get shot in the face. I I think the problem no, is like though, an actual like tech reason why it can't oh. be. Well, that's like, what like that's what Devin just said. Build it into the thing. Well, Devin, I didn't hear him. That's fine. I don't I don't listen to him either. But I think Dev, I think you're Devin. You're right. It, it's easy. It's easy to line up all the decals onto that thing. If that is the reason, I hate that reason because I would rather have cool looking stuff. And you know what? If they have specific decals for specific armor pieces, I would rather them do that instead of trying to map one piece to every single armor piece that is out there because you're right a lot of the helmets like the new interceptor helmet that we saw um looks like it has a flat hat on like it just graduated from freelancer school oh, like like the ugliest looking armor. like i'm sure you can put a lot oh of decals gosh. on the top of it but who cares 
Like make make like ten specific decals for that armor, and that's that. Like we don't need to map every single decal or graphic to every Fried single eggs. armor piece. Yeah, we we just yeah, don't need egg, to do that. Deckle on top. I mean, it, it would be like going through Reddit and you see all the the mort. What are they called? Pestle and mortar, mortar boards, mortar boards. That's what they call the hats yeah, that you graduate uh, in, right? Mortar and pestle, is something else. Yeah. So they they call them mortar boards, and all the people that decorate them with weird things and memes and stuff. That's what the interceptor can do. Just put a bunch of memes on the top of its helmet, and you're good to go. You don't need to map. That's what we want. Yeah, it's exactly what we want. You don't. You just said throughout anything, even if it's silly. You just said those words. So you don't. Well, but come on. Now. You don't need to put every decal on every single armor piece. It just doesn't <laughs> matter. So what the ranger has one that came out that's fairly new. It looks like the helmet looks very much like a predator from the old movie Predators. Ask your parents. And like this armor suit looks cool, and there's a lot of flat surfaces for it, so it would make it would make it really easy to map a lot of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that the Ranger actually has something that looks cool now. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the Ranger stuff, but I'm glad there's a variety for everyone because not everyone yeah. is going to like everything. It's just not going to happen. Like I don't like all I don't like every single storm. Um, piece of armor most of the chest pieces for the storm are super bulky which in my mind like makes no sense because the storm has trouble flying anyway um so don't make that stuff bulky and they are changing a lot of the stuff so there's becoming more variety and i think it's just hard because we have to wait so long in between each armor set that when you do get it it's either like well this is the only new one that we have so we have to buy it because i need something different or well, I guess I have to wait another two months before a new armor set for the Javelin I like comes out. It makes it even worse is if you're an Interceptor main, you only have like six different armor sets compared to everyone else that I think has around seven or eight. So, extra suck for the Interceptor fans. I don't think fans. I've seen seven or eight for the Ranger. There are. Um, you just, I guess you just have to, you might be playing I guess, Destiny, I guess Mike. I, just I guess I just haven't bought them. I haven't had enough coin at the time. So, so yeah, we definitely need... You know, and those are those small pieces of content that I don't think, you know, take a lot of, of time investment. Whereas a story piece, you have to make sure that everything ties in and checks out. And so it seems like something that, that can be small, but can also make a big difference to how players feel about what's going on. And, and I think that's important. And like I said, so the Cataclysm has really, the PTS has really done that for me with the new weapons and the different fills and the different interactions that they have, the different projectiles. We're not just shooting bullets anymore. And and I love the, uh, the circular saw guns. Those are so much fun. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I think it's what we've been saying. There are some awesome points that, that we've seen and some great ideas and things that are, are super strong. Um, but it just seems to be falling apart a little bit. And so hopefully they get it. They get it worked out and get it together because it's a super fun game to play still. and It's got great potential. So, uh, Yep, Cataclysm soon. All right, so if you have not seen all the different armor sets that have been released, you can jump over into our Discord. We post all this stuff over there in our Discord. We have a link on our website to that at freelancercodex.com. There's a link to our Discord. There's a link to our Patreon page if you want to 
kick us a dollar per month. That's like 25 cents an episode. Where else can you go and get that kind of value for 25 cents? Nowhere. You can't even buy gum anymore for 25 cents. So Take a breath, Steve. I can't. Can't do it. All right. So <laughs> moving on. So there was an earnings call. I don't know how many people are interested in earnings call. I listened to this thing like the whole hour. It was super fascinating. <laughs> Anthem was only mentioned twice. They only mentioned it in regards to digital downloads. Um that percentage is rising every year for EA. People are just buying games digitally now. And they mentioned it another time, but nothing in regards to the game. So they didn't they hardly even mentioned that that it exists. So everything was about Apex, Sims, and um FIFA over there. Because apparently FIFA makes a lot of money. You know, I'm not I'm surprised that we don't have like FIFA jerseys in Anthem. Because you could like post these all over the Colossus like they do in, you know, in the MLA, MLA, MLS, EF. Fell. I don't know what they call it when you play soccer. It's getting late for Steven. I don't know. Man, it's getting late. <laughs> yeah. So real quick, if the, if there's nothing else, guys, I actually had some more lore talk. I know Mike loves it when I talk about lore. He gets super excited. I love and it doesn't when you get talk salty. About lore. And you're sick, so it's going to be so much better. Everything is going to make so much sense. Buckle yourselves in, folks. We are in for it, Steve. Oh, you hit it. I was like. I was trying to find it, and I was like, oh, it's hidden way it's a, down it's here not in hidden. the document. So, yeah. a little bit Steve, of behind the scenes. Steve, take, man. We are, we, are, we are excited. We're ready. Good. I'm ready. Devin, mute Michael. Anytime um, you're ready, just just give it to us, and let us know what we're going to talk about on lore today. I'll, you let us know. I'll give it to you. Are you done talking? Or? this is the reason I play the game, for the lore, and to make all these connections. I am watch, in that codex. Watch so deep. This. All right. Here we go, Steve. Rusted says Mike is the master of uh, of sub. I see. I can't even talk. Sub subtly, the subtle master of subtleness. That's old Mike. One time, I, I was going to tell people what we called Mike in high school, but I'll save that for later. All right, so I want to talk about the gateways. I think the gateways are something that doesn't get talked a lot about in the lore of Anthem. So, real quick, Devin. I certainly know I don't. Whew. Uh, let's, let's let's come on all right did you take medicine while we weren't looking mike what's going on here was it just been sipping some of grandpa's cough medicine have you i promise i'm done I promise. are you i don't believe you so we'll gateways see. mike Devin, what do you guys know about the gateways in anthem which ones okay there the you ones go where you go through <laughs> uh like you know, the people have disappeared through the gateway, that kind of gateway. No, not that kind of uh, gateway. That's more of a portal. I'm talking about the gateways that cause us humans in the world of Anthem to interact with technology, shaper relics, and their javelins and our ciphers. Nope. I don't know anything about them. All right. So I'll give you guys a quick rundown because this is the stuff Mike lives for. So gateways. Okay. Gateways are an interface that act as a buffer between the human mind and the anthem of creation, super scientific, making it possible for humans to change their channel their will into ember-based technology. Arcanists believe that it was repeated exposure to ember that possibly brought about the discovery of the gateway, and while the volume of Tarsus begins with the gateway's discovery, it does not specify when it happened in relation to the Legion of Dawn. Okay, so the gateway makes everything possible for humans. Humans can operate javelins, the ciphers can operate the amplifier chairs, and this is kind of why humans were able to rise up, um, defeat the Urgoth, and get out of slavery, right? The gateways made direct exposure to the Anthem rare, because before, um, if a cipher would touch the Anthem, 
there it would kind of they would get lost and we have stories about the first cipher that got lost in the anthem that it can be seen from when ciphers go into the anthem and they're close to being lost the cipher uh the first cipher as they call the first cipher it was a little girl that went in there that they tested on she can bring people back she's been said to guide um ciphers back out of the link as they're about to lose it so but ciphers are often at risk of madness or even death because the gateway seems to behave differently through an amplifier than other technology all right so where do gateways come from um so ember is the one thing that we constantly are finding out while you're playing the game it's the one thing that hey anytime that there's a chest out there there's ember in it instead of sweet, sweet loot that we all really want. There's always a bunch of ember, <laughs> which is kind of disappointing for us if we're, you know, trying to do that. So ember is naturally occurring in the world. It's a dangerous byproduct of the anthem used as a foundation for human technology. While active ember can be found in plants and minerals throughout Bastion, it is most bountiful around the engineer city of Helios. Legend has it that the Urgoth enslaved humanity because the Urgoth could not manipulate Ember, whereas humans could. The Urgoth enslaved humanity. We don't we don't have this much history before the Legion of Dawn, just because nothing's written down. Um, the first the first time we have a lot of writings is from the volume of Tarsus by Gerard, and that came out after Tarsus is dead. So even a lot of the writings in there are suspect to, you know, if that really happened, who wrote it, who witnessed it. So there's a lot of unknowns around this. So if you should find Ember in the wild, it can be harvested to craft remarkable weapons and gear. We're still waiting on that part from Bioware to give us those remarkable weapons and gear that we can actually craft. All right. So when did we start? When did we discover the gateway and how did it happen? So a human actually discovered it who was in the service of the Urgoth. So for so for some reason, I, I just imagine like old Egypt. I mean, a lot of the murals that we have of the Legion of Dawn look very Egyptian. So I just imagine, you know, all the slaves in, in Egypt at the time, they were, hey, you're going to build this, you're going to do this. And all the Egyptians were kind of the pharaohs and the people um, keeping that going. Because that's just really, that's the one connection I have in my mind about that. So upon this discovery, and this person's name was Renan who discovered the gateway upon this discovery he knew what he must do the ergoth hungry to use the anthem for their own purposes must never know that humans had discovered the buffer the gateway they sought he feigned ignorance to his masters yet whispered his findings to his apprentice and they to their own kin from settlement to settlement as through many years it carried until it was whispered to vasa who possessed the clarity to use this knowledge for the liberation of all humanity so it's interesting that, you know, we don't know where the Urgoth um, main cities were. I'm guessing the Urgoth probably had a main hub. Um, but we we have no information about that. But we do know that, you know, humans were used as slaves. And eventually someone figured out that, hey, the gateway is the key and humans can harness that. So luckily, Renan was smart enough to keep that secret from his masters, sent that information on, and it finally got out to um, Vasa who created the javelins, helped create the Legion of Dawn. And this you can find in the court, all this stuff that you can find in the cortex, right? So they figured out how to make the gateways. And then they figured out that the Urgoth cannot use the gateways. And there's a lot of speculation as why that is, why they're unable to use it. So the Urgoth are probably about the size of a javelin. They're six, seven foot tall. Um, it seems like they're native to the world just because of the way that they're built. A lot of the... Um, poisons, a lot of the natural dangers in Bastion don't really harm the Urgoth. So 
they they're considered one of the early Anzu. The Anzu are the creatures that were actually there on the planet before everything happened. I mean, I'm, this is all stuff that you can find, you can read in the lore, and hopefully more of this will come out because we do know at the end of the critical path we actually come across an Urgoth. I'm guessing Corvus has probably had access to them long before they find this one. It would be really weird if they find this one Urgoth and they take it right away to us, like the freelancer. So I'm guessing they probably have a lot of knowledge of this stuff, right? This isn't the so, first time we're seeing them. This seems like really similar to Halo with the covenants and the humans, right? So a lot of the technology, the former technology only works with human touch and humans, you know, can use it, but the covenant can't really use it or they have to like kind of brute force it. Right. And, uh, they can't really get into the technology without breaking in and, and trying to do a few things. So that is interesting. I like it. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's definitely some parallels there. So, and inside the cortex, they kind of talk. There's an Arcanist diary that talks about the Urgoth and why they can't use it. So, without Urgoth to test and observe, it's unclear why their race couldn't use Ember to access the gateway. Humans can cross the gateway to tap the Anthem of Creation's power, but there's only speculation about why the Urgoth could not. We know they mastered surviving this world in a way we never could, using their physical might and seeming imper and seeming imperviousness to their dangers. They were mighty, unbending, and unyielding, which some have used to both describe their strength and their inability to use ember. With no Urgoth to study, it's likely these questions will remain unanswered. So we know that we finally have Urgoth in custody. We at least have a corpse of the Urgoth, so I'm guessing that we are going to go forth and we're going to find out a lot more about what they are, why all this is happening and everything. So, But one of the questions I still had, because it's not very—it's not explained at all, so Ember is used to build and power the Javelins. John Warner you know, let us know before the game released that that's how these things are powered. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, so how, like, what does the gateway have to do with powering the ember and in my mind i don't know if this is correct or not we can someday we can ask mark Dara or cameron dayton on the story team you know what actually happens but to me it seems like there's a mental link between the person using the gateway and to ember itself almost like you if you had a skeleton made of just ember and you linked up with it you should be able to control it because we know that there's no microchips there's there's nothing really like actually moving the javelins but I'm guessing that these things are laced with ember and that's why it's so important. And it's almost like, Hey, this neural link causes this to move almost like, you know, you've seen a lot of prosthetics nowadays that, you know, scientists are figuring out ways to get them to move just through neural links and wiring. Mm -hmm. So that to me, that's what's happening. Like a, a freelancer is actually doing that on a smaller scale. If a cipher were to do it, ciphers get super overloaded when they tap the anthem and they go through the gateway just because they have more of a connection with it. That's why a lot of the times when Owen went in and stole a javelin, he kind of locked up right away because they get so much sensory overload that it kind of freezes them up. And there's a Cortex article about that also. It talks about someone like trying to be a cipher and a javelin pilot, and it just doesn't work because they can sense things like, you know, hundreds of miles away. They're sensing, well, like, I mean, temperature change. That's what the... the uh... The, mon the monitor? Moderator? Moderator? Moderator. <laughs> Not the monitor. The monitor is. Um, but, I mean, it also kind of makes sense with a lot of the dialogue that, you know, oftentimes face like, oh, you know, we did a great job and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, yeah, like you were out here doing anything? <laughs> but, 
Uh, I mean, I thought that today, honestly, when I was playing a free play thing, and she's like, "Oh, we did so good. We did, we took that, you know, whatever out." And I was like, "What? Why? What are you talking? Like, you actually did something. You gave me advice. That there's people over here, maybe." And um, but I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, maybe if she's helping to move stuff or help power through the gateway, I don't know." I mean, that, that makes more sense to me of why she thinks she can take some of the credit from the victory. Um, but otherwise, she should back off. Right? Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of the times, the our ciphers are, you know, anytime you throw a grenade or you throw up an ability that causes like this bubble that says, hey, this is where this is going to go. In the lore, that's actually the cipher putting that into your mind. Like, hey, this is where this is going to fall. If you aim it here, it's going to fall here. So they're actually helping you out in that they're regard. They're making our waypoints. Like, they're they're setting waypoints and they're doing those things so it's not just like you said they're not just talking on a walkie-talkie so the amplifier chair allows them to do that and do those mathematical equations about you know geometry and trigonometry and figure that stuff out so that's what the cipher's doing i think you know i like it but us as the pilot we're able to do a little bit of that also and cause that thing to move that's why i think you know halleck even tells um owen that hey you know just calm down your suit's locked up just calm down because the ember kind of reacts to your brain waves, and if you're kind of panicking, it kind of shuts that down because you're not getting those waves to your javelin. So, and then the monitors, the monitors are actually a class of lancer cipher that are trained to be able to do this. That's why they're so dangerous. Um, so, so there's more monitors out there, and I'm guessing I'm guessing we'll meet up with more of them in the future. So that's just a quick little lore rundown. I know Mike loves those a lot, so that's why I like to like add those in. I enjoyed it. I learned. So quite a bit you get to connect more dots. So. And th- and there's quite a bit more that I still need to study about the gateways and the ciphers because I always like, well, how do these things even move? There's no microchips. There's no like computer like saying, hey, if I move the right arm, you know, it moves. So it's all being done through this. I'm guessing there's a skeleton of Ember that we're able to control. So hopefully we'll be able to see or read more about that in the future. Right, Mike? The mic just bailed. I love it. No, I no. I'm all here. Right. It was good. It all right, all Mike. It's all making sense. It all makes sense. All right, Mike. So I want to know one thing that you are interested in knowing lore-wise so that I can prepare for it next week. One topic you're like, I want to know more about the Gravits. Or I want to know more about making Koroks uh, soup out of Koroks milk. Koroks apparently, wipes? Apparently you can milk <laughs> Koroks. Yeah. How to make Koroks white. Huh. How, long, Koroks how, white. how long have you been on that one? Just then, it came to me. I'll ask the chat. Chat, what do you guys want to hear about next week? Since Mike is always willing to divulge that information so readily. So, oh, you want me to come up with a topic? For yeah, you, could, for you can That's come up with this later. Chat hey, Mike, what would you about lower ways next week? Oh. <laughs> Usually that's how words work. You're um, good? I think, let's see. <laughs> we talked about the Taki Sword. We went uh, some more into this. We should talk about the talking um, spear next. What do you say? Nothing. Talk about what? The talking spear. The talking spear. You guys don't know about the talking spear? All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jay. So Jay says he would like to um, learn more about the cipher. So I'm gonna do a lore thing about ciphers next week. So that's nice. says there are stories about the three dudes. I can't remember their names. Oh, the Freelancer Three. 
So I I am close to compiling all the Freelancer 3 stories and put them in order. When I do that, we will do a lore dump on the Freelancer 3. Because those are pretty the fun, too. lore dump. Yeah, right. we're going to take the, the biggest lore, lore dump. dump. So we'll Make do sure that. you have your Korox wipes. <laughs> but, um, I hate you guys a lot. Especially today. Quality entertainment. Oh, this is worth man. a quarter. I tell you. This is worth a quarter. That's what I'm saying, Devin. It is worth a quarter. All right. So next week, uh, Phaedrin, how javelins are manufactured. That is a good question. You know, I haven't read anything about the actual manufacturing of javelins. It talks about them building the Legion of Dawn javelins, but it doesn't say like how, where they got the materials. We know Corium is um, used and Corium is pulled from the heart of a Titan at times, but we don't know exactly how everything is manufactured. So we'll, we'll learn more about that, but we'll do ciphers next week and I'll dive into more of the cortex so that we can get all this sweet information. All right. Everyone, chat, Mike, Devin, this has been episode 97 of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve, and we are signing off. Until we see you next time for episode 98. Man, we are close to 100, so we will close we will get there soon. Hopefully, the cataclysm will be out before 100, but hey, cross your fingers. So until next time, Freelancers, there's a horizon, there's a horizon on the storm. We'll see you on the other side. There's a horizon in the shaper. I'm going to play it. Thanks for hanging with us. Thanks guys. for listening. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex on Facebook at Freelancer Codex or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.